Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 160. Today we're talking about the foolproof process to achieving any goal. So if you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been with me for a while, you know that I love goal setting. I'm a a huge fan of setting goals, accomplishing them, and ultimately I think that that's why I love fundraising so much is because it is super rewarding, right? We're always setting new goals. Uh, We're working with our volunteers and creating these uh, just really amazing things together as a group. And so I wanted to give you guys a little bit behind the scenes of of what I do when I set goals. How do I set goals? Uh, And you guys know I have accomplished a lot of great things uh, throughout the years. Uh, You know, six years ago, I decided I was going to start my own business and we built our dream home just in the last couple of years. Uh, of course, have raised tens of millions of dollars, and you know I, I kind of have a hard time even tracking how much money I've raised <laughs> because I'm I'm now helping a lot of people raise funds for their causes, and so I don't I don't track every dollar that comes through. But I do know that we as a group have uh, have accomplished a lot of great things together. And so every time I work with a new client and I work with somebody ab- around goals setting, I typically take them through a similar process. And uh, this is obviously the process that I teach and and the process that I use myself. You know that I am a huge fan of my freedom process. If you haven't gone through and listened to my seven-step process, I have many episodes on that. But uh, it basically spells out the word freedom, focus your vision, run your research, enlist your team, enhance your brand, deploy your team, organize your ask, and make your difference. So those seven steps that spell out the word freedom are my core teachings. It's it's what I believe in. It's what I do for every single thing that I set my sights on. So, but for you guys and how we set a goal in general, I obviously take it even further beyond just going through that seven step process. I dig deeper and start talking about, you know, the smart goal process. And I'll, I'll share a little bit of that with you guys today. But most of you know the smart, how to set up a smart goal. But for just any single goal that you have for your organization or for your individual fundraising efforts, I always start off with asking the question of what do you want? What do you want? So I know as we have gone through this season of just a lot of uncertainty, uh, many of us are are going back through the process and really starting from scratch and saying, okay, back to focus your vision. What is the vision? What do I want? What do I actually want to accomplish? And so this is where I the question comes up is, what do you want? I actually have a board in my office that says that. What do you want? Because I think that we have a really difficult time saying exactly in in words what we want. There's all these things that we want in our lives. We want to accomplish a lot of different things. But when it comes down to it, we have to start off with writing it down and giving it language. So that's the first thing I want to tell you. 
the foolproof process to achieving any goal, the first thing is, is you have to write it down. Okay, so there was a Harvard study that was done. They actually followed several of their students, and it turns out that 3% of their Harvard MBAs made 10 times as much as everybody else. And the reason why they did was because they wrote their goals down on paper. Now, and I shouldn't just say on paper, right? Just write them down. They could be on a whiteboard, on a sheet of paper, on your computer. But regardless, getting out a pen and a sheet of paper or a whiteboard and a pen you actually, there's a visceral reaction between your brain, the pen, and the board or the sheet of paper. I mean, it is crazy how it ingrains in your mind what you actually want. Now, I have talked about this million dollar goal that I had when I was working for the American Cancer Society. I wrote that million dollars down. I can't even tell you how many times. I wrote a million dollars on everything I could possibly find. I said it, I wrote it, it was ingrained in me every single time I met somebody new who we wanted to bring into the organization. I mentioned that we wanted to raise a million dollars. And so it was just something that I repeated so much and I believed that it was totally possible. I had convinced myself that this goal was actually possible. And so that's what I want you to do. Number one, write it down. As soon as you give it language, as soon as you start to say the words, it will become believable. And if you don't believe it's possible, then we've got to continue to write that number down so that it, it actually comes to life. So I, this is the Fundraising Freedom Podcast, so I'm gonna go ahead and just use examples today around fundraising, okay? So write that fundraising goal down on paper. If you have, sometimes people say like, you know, I wanna raise $10,000 or something like that. And I'll say, okay, so what happens after you raise $10,000? Do you have more to raise after that? And of course, for the majority of people, we say yes, because once we accomplish this goal, then we're gonna move on to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal, okay? So I often tell my clients that I wanna work in phases, so that way we can start to accomplish these goals and see some momentum going. So let's just start off with today's conversation with that first phase, that first goal that you are looking to accomplish. And maybe it is just keeping your doors open open and paying your general operating costs or your personal salary. That very well may be the goal. But let's make sure that that number, whatever it is, is a good number. Okay, don't just, hey, this is this is the bare minimum that I need in order to uh, get by. I don't want that. Okay, you guys know that I'm I'm gonna push you, I'm gonna encourage you to step out into that next level. So grab the number that is like the dream number the dream number where you actually get to sleep well at night, where you're not stressed about the funds that are coming in. So number one, write it down. Number two, I want you to set a date that you will have those funds by. Is that December 31st, 2020? Is it your fiscal year? Many of you guys do go off the, off the calendar year, but some of you have different you know, fiscal years that you start and end on. Is it something that you wanna accomplish in the next five years or three years? Maybe it's not something that's gonna happen in 2020. It's maybe something that you're really looking towards over the next couple of years, and you're looking to create this. Now, I will tell you that, you know, with that, 
that goal that you set down, whenever you're trying to push yourself to the next level, it's interesting how your mind works. If you're trying to just increase your dollars by just a little bit, your brain, you actually won't get very excited about it. And so it, it's it's not that much fun. So back to, you know, just make sure that your number is something that gets you excited. And then the same thing with the goal date. I don't want a goal date that like freaks you out or stresses you out, but I do want a date that's going to push you. So if it's an easy date, if it's an easy number to reach, you're actually not going to try that hard. So you, you can probably see that with, if you look back in the past and you see some examples of things that you've done in the past, you typically push yourself when you're up against a deadline. And this is actually how people respond to donation to giving donations as well. If they feel a sense of urgency, they will actually make a decision faster than if you felt like, well, we've got a couple years to do this. Okay, so don't drag the date out. I want you to pick a date that's actually going to push you and it's going to create urgency for you and your donor base to actually get to that goal. So write it down and set a deadline. And I want you to actually write this out in a statement. I teach this often and we often call it the clear and compelling goal statement or vision statement, but I like using the word goal because it really is a goal. Uh, your vision is much bigger. Remember, your vision is the big, the end goal or what, sorry, the end, <laughs> you know, in a perfect world, I don't want to use goal and interchange those, but in a perfect world, this is what you and your organization are accomplishing. That's your vision. Okay. So the goal is something that you're going to actually achieve here. That's going to get you towards that vision. So clear and compelling goal statement. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write out, we will raise X dollars by X date. We will raise $10,000 by December 31st, 2020. Now that's way too far away. So I hope that that's not your goal. Okay. <laughs> so maybe it's more like we will raise $10,000 by July 31st, you know, 2020. Okay, so get those dates down, get those numbers down and make sure that that's possible, all right? So then the next thing on the list, so we got one is write it down, two is set a deadline, and three is make a list of everything it will take in order to achieve it. What will it take in order for you to accomplish that dollar amount by that date? Are you gonna need volunteers? Are you going to need to figure out how to raise funds with a different kind of fundraiser? Maybe you normally put on a fundraising event and you are not able to do that this year because of all the craziness, okay? So whatever it is, I want you to make a list of all those things, so just bullet it out. What is it gonna take in order for us to do that? Now, you know, whenever I do things for my business and I'm looking through like, what is it gonna take for us to accomplish a next thing, I always am thinking about more people, manpower, because I know that I'm probably stretching myself to the max on what I can accomplish. And maybe it's a skill thing too, that I just don't have the skills in order to take it to that next level. So what is it gonna take? Do you need different volunteers with different skill sets? Are you gonna need different systems or different you know, resources that you can bring into the fold? Maybe a different program, a database, something that it's like, how are we gonna actually track this money? How are we gonna actually track the, the donors and the people that we're gonna be working with? So. I want you to go through that and just really think through what is it going to take in order to achieve this goal. And it may be a time commitment for you. Maybe you're going to have to stop doing something so that you can actually make this happen. 
and you have to clear out your schedule and make sure that you have dedicated time in order to see that this actually happens. Many of you work on the mission side and on the fundraising side. So the mission obviously is super rewarding. It's what gets you up in the morning. Like it, that's why you do the work that you do is the mission. And I get that. But sometimes we have to set that mission aside in order to make sure that the fundraising, you have the dollars that you need through fundraising. So what's it, what do you need to do? Maybe that mission can be accomplished by someone else. Maybe there's someone else in the mix that could actually step in and handle a few of those tasks that you don't necessarily have to take on. So think through your calendar, think through the resources, all those details in order to, to answer this. Make that list of everything it will take to in order to achieve it, okay? So then the fourth thing is you've got the list of what is it going to take in order to achieve it. Now we talk about the checklist. So now we're creating an actual checklist, a to-do list. Some of you guys already do this. Some of you don't, all right? But having a checklist, statistically, people who use checklists are definitely more likely to achieve their goal because they actually have the steps in order to get to the end result. And so go through and think through, what do I need to do? Do I need to pick up the phone and call this person, this person, this person? Do I need to schedule a meeting? Do I need to get my board together? What are the things that have to happen in order for us to get to that end goal? So checklist, we're just boom, 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 knocking this thing out so that we're starting to see progress towards the end goal. Okay. And the number five is take action. So if you write this checklist, if you list out everything that it's going to take in order for you to achieve this goal, you actually write out your clear and compelling statement that we will raise $10,000 by the end of July. That is all going to be great, but unless you take action, nothing will happen. Okay. (laughs) So step five, we're going to take action. And then the sixth step is I want you to do something every single day that's going to get you closer to your goal. So you are committed. I want you to commit every single day that you are going to move towards the goal. So is that a meeting? Is that a conversation? Is that a task? Is it a system? Is it a process? What do we need to do in order to make headway? And when you really look at things, when you look at people who accomplish goals, they don't do it overnight. I mean, trust me, in 2017, when my husband and I sat down to talk about building our dream home, I mean, I was like, what are, what, what are we going to do to actually accomplish this thing? You know? And I went through this, we wrote it down. We set a deadline. We had everything knocked out. What is it going to take? We need the architect. We need these people. We need to go meet with that person. And we started to create that checklist from there. But clearly we took action, we had those meetings, we got together with the right people, and we made the right steps in order to move things forward. And then obviously every single day we were working towards it, whether that was cleaning out our house or you know starting to put our house on the market. I mean, all those things were happening along the way. So the same thing is happening in in your fundraising efforts, as you're moving towards this goal, you're doing something every single day to get you closer to it. And I don't want to belittle or undermine the fact that having just mentally processing stuff is moving you towards your goal. 
So sometimes you have to gear yourself up and have to have to actually realize that it is possible to accomplish this goal. You know, we have we often when we haven't accomplished something before, we ha- we go through this process in our mind where we're like, I don't even think that it's possible. There's all this, you know, just friction or limiting beliefs that come into play that we're like, I don't know if that's even possible. This is just a pipe dream that we could actually raise that kind of money in this time frame. Okay? So we have to go through this process to try and undercut all that negativity that might creep in and not allow you to actually get to your end goal. So I want to hit on the smarter goal thing for a second. Smart, actually smart goals. But I want to tell you about smarter goals. This is something that Michael Hyatt teaches on. He's a guru in the goal setting space, who, by the way, is an Enneagram 3 like me. So we are definitely people who love goal setting. So, But the smarter goal process, he doesn't teach just the smart process. S is specific, M is measurable, A is achievable, R is relevant, and T is time-bound. But Michael Hyde actually does S is is specific, two is measurable, three is actionable, four, it's risky, okay? It's risky. It's not not relevant. It's risky. That's pretty good, which means that it it also has to be realistic. But you're taking a risk here because you're doing something that you've never done before. And then five is time keyed or time bound. Uh, Six is exciting. So the E, so of smarter, the E is that it's exciting and that it lights you up right? Because when we're passionate about something, when we're excited about it, we'll actually get it done. And then the R of the smarter goals is that it's relevant. Okay. So he brings that R back around. So risky and exciting are the two different things that Michael Hyatt brings into the smarter goal setting process, which I love. Because you can set a goal that on paper, it looks good. Like, yeah, we should raise that kind of money. But when it comes down to it, it's not that risky. It's not that exciting. And we're not going to really change that many lives. And or we're not going to make that great of an impact. So then it's like, well, yeah, it'd be great if we did that by that date. But eh, if we don't, we don't. No big deal. And that's where I want to get across the fact that it's like, it has to be urgent, we have to know that if we don't accomplish this, that we're going to, it's going to be a problem that lives are not going to be changed. People's lives are going to be impacted if we do not accomplish this goal by this date at this time. Okay. So one question I want to ask for to you is, is I want you to start thinking about what happens when you accomplish this. Okay. So what happens when you accomplish this? Sure. It feels good. You know, think about any goal you've ever set, whether it's a physical, like a health goal or, you know, Hey, I want to make this money amount of money by this time, or I want to raise this money. I want to accomplish this thing. I want to go this, go to this place. Maybe it's a vacation, all those certain things. Like you, you often, when you set the goal, it starts off as maybe a bucket list item where you're like, oh, I'd be nice to do that. That would be great. And then it, you start to get this, okay, well, if I don't do this, there's consequences. So instead of just, hey, this would be nice and setting that goal and saying like, here's what I want to accomplish, I want you to take it to another level. What happens if you don't accomplish the goal? What happens? What happens if you don't accomplish the goal? What sorts of things is that going to mean in your life? 
So I use the example of graduating from college, okay? That was a huge goal that I set for myself and I obviously accomplished it. But I know that while I was going through the process, my goal was to graduate in four years. And it was a, like, it was risky, sure. Okay, I moved away, went to college in a different state. I was spending a lot more money on my college education than had I just stayed in my home state of North Dakota. You know, I moved to Missouri, went to Southwest Missouri State at the time, now Missouri State. Uh, but it was, I was paying out of state tuition. I was, you know, the cost of living was way different than my hometown in Grand Forks, North Dakota at the University of North Dakota. So just thinking through that, I had taken a big risk. But you know what? It was stinking exciting. I loved the fact that I moved away for college. And so it was exciting, but I wanted to accomplish that goal in four years. I did one year at the University of North Dakota, so that gave me three years to pull this thing off and to try and figure this out uh, in three years, how I was going to get done with my college education at that point and then move on to working with a nonprofit. So I was dedicated. It was part of my identity. It was, I ate, slept, and breathed it, right? It I didn't do anything in those four years besides concentrate on college. Sure, I had another job. Sure, I was dating. I, you know, met my husband during that season. So there's a lot of other things that were going on. I had plenty of other goals that were happening in the process. But the one overarching goal that I was working towards was graduating from college in four years. So you see that. Look back in your past, look at anything that you've accomplished, and go through the process and really think think about how you mentally process that goal. You had to. There were too many consequences. And for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to look like a failure. I don't want to look like I couldn't pull this off. I don't want to have to pack my bags and go home. Like there were all these things that I was like, there was, I, I burned the boat. Like my car, there was no way to get home. I was, I was in Missouri and I was staying here. And so when you think about that, when you give yourself a lot of different options and when you're like, yeah, you know, if we did that, that would be great. You give yourself too many options to not accomplish the goal. So I need you to burn the boat behind you and I need you to be thinking about, I absolutely have to accomplish this goal. There's no other way. So today, the just I'm going to recap on these real quick and I want you to take action today, like right now. Like I know you might be driving or you might be someplace where you can't write this stuff down, but I need you to pause this thing and I need you to actually physically do this exercise because I believe it will be a game changer for you. Okay, one, I'm gonna go through these real quick again. One, write down your goal. Write it down. Two, set a deadline. I will do blank by this date. I will raise X dollars by this date. Write it down. Number three, we're gonna make a list of everything it will take in order to for us to achieve this. What kind of time commitment? What kind of people? Who do we need to bring around us? What things do we have to shut down in order to start this thing back up? Four, write it in a checklist. Write down a checklist. Obviously, your checklist is gonna change every single day. So, but write down everything right now that it's gonna take for you to do this. And that way you can start checking it off the list. By the way, when you check things off the list, you get a stinking high off of it. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like when you feel like you accomplished something, you get a ridiculous jolt of dopamine in your system. So that checklist is really important for you to accomplish this because if it's a big goal, you're not going to achieve it overnight. So it's going to take some time. All right. So four, we're going to write that checklist. Five, we're going to take action. We're going to start checking the things off the list. We're going to take action. And then six, you're going to do something every day to get you closer to your goal every single day. All right. I think that this is totally doable, right? Your goal totally achievable. And I know if it's exciting, if it's risky, if you're taking some chances, you're going to be pushing yourself at a level that you've never pushed yourself at. But how great is that? I mean, who doesn't want to grow? Nobody wants to just stay still and stay complacent. You need to be pushing yourself to the next level. And ultimately, you will have an incredible time in the process. Now, many people who set goals, they set the goal. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but I know it's happened for me. It actually happened in the last couple of years where I set this really big goal and then I achieved it. And then I was like, wah, wah. You know, like it kind of was like, oh, okay, well, now what? And so you, you, the high, you get to that high point, but then all of a sudden, then you come crashing down. So something that you want to do always with your goal setting is prior to you meeting the goal, start talking about the next goal, start dreaming about the next thing, because mentally you've already accomplished the goal that you've set for yourself, right? So if it's by in the next couple months that you're going to have this thing knocked out, you need to already have a written down statement and set a deadline for the next goal so that you're already ready to move to the next level because, hey, you already accomplished that last thing. So this is how you continue to motivate yourself. That's why your vision needs to be so big that you're never going to accomplish it most likely in your lifetime because it is so big. Think about all of these, you know, the people who we aspire to be more like, you know, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, you know, Billy Graham, whoever your person is, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, you know, like when you think about all those guys, like their, their vision was so big that they never accomplished it in their lifetime. So that's what we want to be continue to be moving towards so that our goals always are pushing us to the next level. And I want to remind you that the goal, the end goal here is not the goal. I mean, like, yes, I we want to accomplish that thing. We want to change our lives. You know, all these things are so important and we want to get there. But I want to challenge you to not only just be searching for that mountaintop experience where it's like, yes, we did it. We accomplished this thing. But I really want to encourage you to really think through the journey. Now, some of the things now reflecting back on the time that my husband and I, you know, working together on building our home here is that the the best part of it was that we did it together. You know, I look back on this and I actually was just sitting in our living room yesterday and I, I said to my husband, I was like, I love this house. Like I, I love what we've done here. And he immediately chimed in about the next goal, like the thing that we're building onto our, you know, cause we're, we're putting in a pool this summer 
who knows when it'll happen. We're, we're kind of on hold just waiting for the builder, you know, for the, for the company to move forward. But it was just so funny because he immediately said, you know, he's like, oh, it'd be so much better if it had a pool. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's coming, you know. But I think through just the two of us going back and forth and actually being able to build this thing together and, you know, and that to me, the journey of it all is really the beautiful part of goal setting. And I know sometimes we forget that. We get so caught up and I just want to be at that end place. I just want to have those dollars in the bank and that then I won't stress over things. But I, I do think that it's important that we balance all of this out by enjoying the entire process. So by having that checklist, by accomplishing every single day, those little mini goals that get you towards the big goal, that's what's going to make this whole thing so much fun. And then also, you know that you're helping people along the way. So when you know that you and a volunteer or you and a donor are joining forces together and you're accomplishing something together, the journey, that is that is really incredible to be able to lock arms with a volunteer and watch them grow as an individual through the process. That to me was just, yeah, oh, so good. You know, I loved watching a volunteer who, who told me when, and I've said this before, but you know, she, many of my previous volunteers would be like, ask me to do anything. Just don't ask me to ask for money. And I thought that was always funny because within a few months or within a short period of time, like a year, they were the best at asking people for money and they were so lit up and excited about doing it that to me that was like okay yeah we're raising a lot of money and that's awesome but the goal of like the journey along the way was just really beautiful and so as you are working in your mission and you're raising the funds for your mission look for the the daily things that really bring you excitement and joy and lean into those when those things happen take a moment and just pause and enjoy the moment because you want to work with people who are fun that are like that are like you that you have a good time spending time together if if all of your volunteers and the people you work with are a drain and a stress on your life do something today to change that there is no reason why you should be working with people that you don't like life is too short Okay, life is too short to be hanging out with people that stress you out and in, you know, drive you crazy. Okay, so you have the ability to recruit a certain group of people to, to be volunteers and also to be your donors. So don't invite people in that you don't like. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. On that, I'm going to wrap things up. So real quick, again, write down your goal, set a deadline, make a list of everything it will take to get to, to achieve to your goal, write a checklist, take action and do something every day to get you closer to your goal. That's it. That's all you have to do. This is the foolproof process to achieving your goal. So, all right, guys, hope you have a great week. If you need anything throughout the week, don't be afraid to reach out. You guys know you can reach out to me by email at mary at maryvaloney.com. Uh, I have some free resources on my website at maryvaloney.com. So be sure to check out that checklist. I also have a workbook there and you can be going through my fundraising freedom process uh, using that checklist and, uh, and workbook. I know some people actually print them out, post them up, and start checking them off as a list, right? Checklist. So uh, as you go through those, you'll start to feel that dopamine hit and you'll feel really good. So, okay. All right. If you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out and we will see you next week on the show. Hope you guys have a great week. Let's go change the world one volunteer and $1 at a time. Yeah.